It's time for one of Australia's Paralympic superstars to into action in London for the first time. Evan O'Hanlon, three gold medals in Beijing, the 100, 200 and relay. He is the world record holder. He is the world and Paralympic champion. He is the favourite in the T38 athletes with cerebral palsy class over the 100 metres. And the Australian got out well on the inside of him is Pin Hero. The, the Chinese and Joe running well on the inside. O'Hanlon's got his measure though. Evan O'Hanlon's going to defend his title. He wins it and it's a new world record, 10.79. The South African Detroit coming through in silver. Joe, the bronze medal for China. But O'Hanlon, he's off racing down towards the back straight. London champion to go with his Beijing and world champion titles and a new world record time of 10.79 unofficially. That's what the job half done. What a race. He, uh, he burst out of the blocks and absolutely powered through. Now, Zhou from China really put it down to him for that first 30 or 40 metres, but Evan just pushed through and the boy could compete. My goodness, can he compete. Evan, how much does that mean to you to get both those things you've been craving so much? Yeah, look, it's been four years in the making and for, for a while there, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to get back to under 11 seconds. So to run that kind of time here tonight under pressure, it's amazing. And I've got to thank my coach, Irina. She's amazing. Irina's like my secretary, my personal trainer, uh, my psychologist and my personal assistant all wrapped up in one. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be running the times I am without her. What a moment that was from the London Paralympics in 2012, which we covered on ABC TV, Grandstand's Quentin Hull with the call. For Evan O'Hanlon, that world record Paralympic gold in the T38 100 metres was followed by victory and a world record in the 200 metres to add to his three world record gold at the Beijing Games four years earlier. Evan announcing his retirement this week after an 18-year international career, including those five gold plus silver and bronze across four Paralympic Games eight world championship titles and dual gold at the Commonwealth Games of 2018 on the Gold Coast and 2022 in Birmingham. And a journey into bobsleigh racing as well. So many stories and lovely to be joined by Evan on Grandstand. Evan, welcome and congratulations on a wonderful career. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. What an intro, eh? A little uh, summary of my racing and then my summary of my career. That seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest. What was it like to listen to that moment from London 2012? Yeah, I sound like I've got a lot more energy in my voice. <laughs> I haven't been worn down by life um, and bad results. But, um, yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool. I haven't listened to that in a long time. So that that's pretty cool just to uh, sit here in my bedroom and think about the emotions that I was feeling at that time. It's pretty, pretty nice. And the emotions there, just you talking after that first of two golds it was in London to add to the three at Beijing, and your coach, Irina, who was coach for all of your career, 18 years, it's a long time with one coach. What was it about yes. Irina and, and that connection? Yeah, so I think, you know, uh, I've, a lot of people have, have said something similar to what I'm about to say, but I think uh, over my career, but... Me and Irina just worked really well together. We have a similar drive and uh, where she's really organised, I'm probably lacking. So um, we have a bit of yin and yang going on, but also uh, our approach to, to competition is, is very similar. So 
I expect a lot of her and she expects a lot of me in return and we're okay with that. We've had our, you know, like any good relationship, we've had our ups and downs, of course. We have arguments and some people have been witness to that and been pretty uh, pretty turned off. But, uh, you know, 30 minutes later, we're back and working hard again to get to get the best result we can because we understand that we're only getting angry at each other because we're, we're so passionate about what we're doing. How is she when you've made the decision and, and made that public, the announcement of retirement this week? Yeah, she's great. She, I think she probably would have preferred me to do it about five or six years ago. <laughs> um, it would have made her job easier, not having to deal with a with a broken down athlete and getting old and um, pits falling off all the time. But uh, she's pretty happy. She's She knows that uh, I've had a good career and realistically, we were always hoping that 2016 I would run my fastest and retire. But then I got beaten there in 2016 at, at the Games with an, as I had an injury and um, that kind of extended my career because I didn't want people to think that I would just retire when it got hard. Yeah, so that silver you're talking about, the Rio Paralympics of 2016, you had been 10 years unbeaten and those incredible highlights from your first games in Beijing and then, as we heard, one of those two golds that followed in London. How do you reflect on that now and what you learnt that you were so devastated at those games that it wasn't gold and retirement but silver and I will yeah, go so, on? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I went in there thinking that I, I honestly believed, not even just thinking I, that I was going to go and pick up my sixth gold medal and retire from Paralympic sport and go about having a normal life. And when I crossed that line and I wasn't in the gold medal position that I'd been beaten, even though I'd hurt myself in the, in the heats and, and, and coming into the final with a pretty severe injury, I wanted to run anyway and I thought I could win. And I believed standing on the line that I was going to win. So crossing the line, I just went, you know, into a whole other world that I never even thought of that I could not be the winner. And that was pretty crushing and devastating. And I honestly was retired for about two weeks there. Um, and then uh, because of a few people like Irina and my father and stuff came to me and said, why don't you just go and do Commonwealth Games 2018 and you can end on a high. Uh, and they kind of, you know, pushed me, but, you know, sort of made me see sense so i um extended my career a little bit and then during that that time i also picked up bobsled as you said before so my career was just extended again because i was trying to do other things other things now paint the picture more for us here evan in terms of that the commonwealth games and gold on the gold coast so a home games as well 2018 but a move to you to the czech republic um and tell us about that decision with your two children your wife and olympic race walker from the czech republic susanna and just the bobsledding and and everything that combined there what happened yeah, so as I said, like I extended my career a little bit to go to the Commonwealth Games. And honestly, I went to Athletics Australia and asked to not have to go to World Championships in between that 2016 and 2018 uh, Commonwealth Games because I didn't want to go and get beaten again by the same guy. And I knew I wasn't going to be training at the same level that I would have to have a career and stuff outside of sport. And I thought I would probably be beaten anyway. So I went to... I. I went to Athletics Australia and asked if I could not go. And they said, no, if you want funding, you have to go to world championships. So I ended up going and, you know, five weeks out, I thought I was just going there to collect silver medal. And I arrived in Germany for a five week training camp as what my uh, training partner, Scott Reardon called as a tourist. <laughs> and uh, I left that five week training camp ready to win. And I went and I beat that, that uh, Chinese boy that had beaten me 
the year before at Rio, uh, you know, photo finish on the line. And that was probably one of the most, at least till then, one of the best things that happened in my career because I, even though I didn't believe that I was able to, you know, capable of beating that guy off the training that I'd done. So I was just able to perform on the day. And so that kind of um, spurred me on to Commonwealth Games in 2018. And then when I was training for that, for that gold medal, I was sitting in the gym in Sydney and uh, I had Zolt Zumba, uh, one of the N-Swiss strength and conditioning coaches looking after me. He's actually a Hungarian bobsledder by trade back in the day. And uh, he'd worked a little bit with the Australian team as well. And I was warming up on the bike and on the TV in front of me, down came the Australian bobsled team at the Olympics. And I turned to him and said, oh, you've, you've worked with the team, right? And he said, yeah, yeah. I said, do you reckon I could make it, make the team? And he said, oh. And his immediate reaction was kind of like, nah, man. And it took him about 15 seconds. And then he went, actually, yeah, why not? You probably could. You you know, you lift the same weights or similar weights to them and you run just as fast, if not faster than most of them. Why can't you? And I walked out of that gym session and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I wish he had just said I couldn't make it because now I have to go and try it. <laughs> so bobsled. So just to paint the picture, this was at a time that you then made the decision or had you already moved to the, the Czech Republic to, to continue all of what was happening in your life then? Yeah, so I, went, I finished Commonwealth Games and knowing that I was kind of looking at bobsled just to see what I could do in that. And uh, I went to bobsled trials here in in Australia down in Narrabeen and met the team or lack thereof because all the boys had retired. So there was a whole brand new group of guys coming in uh, and they said, you know, anyone want to be a pilot, you know, driver? And I said, oh, yeah, all right, I'll do that because no one else put their hand up. And uh, and so I became the pilot of the Australian team or, you know, not the Australian team at the time, but Australian squad. And uh, knowing that I needed to be on tour and learn how to do this bobsled thing, we made the decision to pack up me and my wife and my eight-month-old daughter at the time, Ursula, uh, and moved to the Czech Republic where my wife's from. And that meant that she could be with her family for a bit more support while I was able to go and try and learn how to do bobsled and also in summertime. So bobsled's obviously winter sport, but then in summertime have to keep up enough athletics so that I could try and maintain my funding because that's what we lived off for four years. How did you do How did you do that? <laughs> uh, Good question. Um, even even harder when I broke my foot halfway through and couldn't run or couldn't even walk. So um, that was a pretty hard sell to tell them that I would come back and I would, I would get a medal in in Tokyo for them, which I, I somehow managed to do after not walking. Like if Tokyo hadn't been uh, delayed by a year because of COVID, I wouldn't have been there. I couldn't walk um, when the when the game should have been on. So kind of a um, bit of bit lucky for me. I know a lot of people look at COVID as a very terrible time, and it was for other reasons for me. But um, I was just really lucky that that COVID meant that the games was delayed because it meant that I could get back and run, and then uh, go on as well to compete for Australia in the World Championships in bobsled as well. Well, just well, you got the bronze at those Tokyo Games, so they your final Paralympic Games, as well as that combination of that desire for the the bobsled. And tell us about that championships that you were part of. Yeah, so realistically, going into bobsled, I set a pretty high bar, and I wanted to be uh, the first Paralympic athlete to turn around and go to the Olympics in a different sport. You know, a lot of people have done it from you know athletics to athletics, swimming to swimming. 
Um, there's been a few, like Oscar Pistorius and the like. But um, no one has done it and changed sport at the same time. And then also I was going to change from summer to winter. So I was going to do the double-double switch. And so going in, my goal was to make the Olympics, which we didn't get to do. Um, we missed out in the world rankings by two spots. So um, if we were two spots higher, we would have gone to the um, to the Beijing Winter Olympic Games. But And I would have been able to debut in the, in the Winter Games at the same place I debuted in the Summer Paralympic Games. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, but I missed out on that. Um, but we went to the world championships the year before and spent some of our cash doing that, just knowing that that was a bit of a backup, um, that we'd be able to say we went to the world championships if we didn't make the Olympic games. And all the while during all of the bobsled, I was maintaining my athletics because I needed that, um, funding that I get from, through my contract with athletics Australia and, and the Australian government to be able to live my life, you know, pay for rent and, and things like that. Evan O'Hanlon, our guest on Grandstand today, announcing his retirement this week, Paralympic champion, but also the venture into bobsledding as well. Is that a continuation now for you, Evan, or where are we right now? <laughs> Don't tell my wife. <laughs> um, uh, I would love to get back to bobsled, but uh, it just it just costs way too much money. And now that I've got two kids, Ursula and, and Alfred, and we're living back in Australia, life is obviously a lot more expensive here as it is for everybody. Uh, and I don't also have my funding from athletics as I've just recently made my retirement announcement. So um, it's probably out of the picture unless I was able to find a huge sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, we'll, well, we can never, pass. Right? We can I'm pass not... people on to you, Evan, if that's something that, yeah, that they would great. like to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> but but even even if it's not me, you know, the Australian men's bobsled team is running on a shoestring. Uh, I've been in contact with the boys this week, and they're really struggling. So if anyone is out there, and um, and wanting to sponsor the team, please get in touch. And Evan, I'm just thinking about your two children as well, and and you know the the trip over to the Czech Republic, your wife, Olympic race walker as well, and how young your children are. Do they ever look at your many medals and gold from the Paralympics, or really have that uh, connection with what their dad has achieved? They have a little bit of understanding, I think, of what that I do something different to to what most people do for a job or did at least up until a few weeks ago. Um, Ursula came home from school the other day and came up to me and said, oh, the PE teacher said that you've finished running. How does he know about that? And I was like, well, it was on the news. You know, he saw it on TV. <laughs> and, um, and you know, she then starts to realise that it's a little bit different. Why is dad on TV just because he stopped running? And also, you know, down at, you know, Nippers this morning, uh, down at the beach, and she doesn't do as well in the running race as she wants to do and she starts getting upset and I can say to her remember you were watching dad at world championships you know just a few months ago and dad came last do you think I was happy about that no and everyone was watching you're down here having fun at nippers no one's watching so don't worry about it Evan O'Hanlon uh, thank you so much for your time today and we wish you all the very very best with whatever comes next congratulations on such a career and really appreciate your time uh, chatting with me on Grandstand today cool thank you very much for having me that was great <laughs>